Rebecca, can I ask you a personal question? Okay. <laughs> You're a little nervous now, aren't you? Uh -huh. um, have you ever had something that you really wanted, like you really, really wanted it, like a job you thought you deserved, and you took steps, and you were going to make it happen, and you put all this effort in, and you thought you had it in the bag, and then you didn't get it. It didn't happen? It didn't happen. Oh, gosh, yes. Numerous times. How does it feel? It feels horrible. And actually, it can, like, crush you. How about you, Jibby? Has that ever happened to you? Yes, I do have not just one story, but many stories that I would call disappointments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we all do. But what did you do? Like, what do you do when that happens? First, you cry. Then... <laughs> yeah, a lot. Don't get out of bed for days. No, um, what do you do? What I really want to say is you feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, but sometimes you do cry. Yeah, sometimes you cry too. Because if you didn't care, oh my gosh, it's a sign that you cared Yeah. about doing that. Because if it was like, oh, you didn't get it, so what, moving on. No, I cared and I really wanted this. And now I'm upset and disappointed that I didn't get it because I thought I deserved it. Yeah. So then after you do that, then you pick yourself up and you dust yourself off and you get back up on that horse and you say, I'm going to try again because that's what leaders do. Today's guest is Barry Jacobson, former Disney leader in premium events and experiences. And he's going to tell us how you can take those career challenges and have them pay off in the end. Stay with us. Welcome. I'm your host, JB Adams. And I'm your host, Rebecca Morgan. In this series, we bring you conversations with experienced leaders. Because a leader is anyone who influences change, we want to understand not just what leaders do, but who they are and how they can be effective in a rapidly changing world. We hope you'll learn some things about our guests, about our topic, and also about yourself. This is Leadership Life Stories. You can find episodes of this and all other Victor Media Group shows on our website at victormediagroup.co. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe and connect with us on your favorite social media platform. We'll be right back after this important message. Well, hi there, listeners. It's Rebecca Morgan. If you told my younger self you are going to love talking about leadership, and when you grow up, you will lead hundreds and develop thousands of managers and leaders and create great places to work, I would have laughed at the idea because I was focused on becoming a dolphin trainer. Yeah, while I still love dolphins, what I really love to do is leadership development. So much so that I created the Awesome Leader League, the ultimate collection of people-centered leadership skills to help you be a better leader. If you're looking for ways to become more confident and an effective people-centered leader that people will trip over their own feet to follow, this is your resource. And did I mention we do it in 20 minutes or less? Join us now at theawesomeleaderleague.com. Welcome to Leadership Life Stories. I'm Rebecca Morgan and my co-host is JB Adams. This season of Leadership Life Stories is devoted to examining Disney leadership as the Walt Disney World Resort celebrates its 50th anniversary. Today's episode is part two of a two-part interview with Barry Jacobson. He's a 37-year veteran of the Walt Disney Company, holding leadership positions in resort operations and corporate meetings and events. And he holds particular expertise in what we might call Disney's premium experiences, which includes Disney's fairy tale weddings, Golden Oak Homes, 
and Club 33. He currently serves as owner and founder of Barry Jacobson Consulting, providing premium design services to help clients build a culture of excellent leadership, employee engagement, and quality service. This segment is called The Greatest Accomplishment, and it gives us a chance to understand how leaders define success. All right, Rebecca, before we jump into this segment, we got to do a little context setting because Barry Jacobson is going to drop some names. So are you ready to do a quiz? Challenge accepted. First up, Jane Eisner and Eileen Gold. Okay, so in this story, Jane Eisner and Eileen Gold are going on a shopping trip in Japan. And Jane Eisner is the wife of Disney CEO Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner was the CEO in the 1980s, 90s, and into the 2000s. And Eileen Gold is the wife of Stanley Gold, who was one of the key investors who helped save the company in the 1980s. Now I got one for you. Oh, okay, okay, bring it. Barry Jacobson is going to mention George Caligridis. Ah, George K, longtime Disney cast member and leader who is currently the global ambassador for Walt Disney World's 50th celebration right now. Yeah, he's been in many different Disney leadership roles at many different locations. And in the context of Barry's story, he's one of the key leaders that Barry was working with at the time. So now that you have some context for where we're headed, you're ready to listen to Barry Jacobson describe his greatest accomplishment. And the next thing you will hear is Barry describing his definition of success. I define success as a combined effort. It's not just the leader who's creating that success, but success to me is the culmination of everybody's effort to reach a goal and getting everybody on board and rowing in the same direction and then creating that achievement and then celebrating an achievement. What accomplishments come to mind when you think of success? I look at the many years I stayed at Disney and there are numerous individuals that I worked with that I helped to grow their careers, gave them opportunities to find themselves in what they love and what they love to do. That's truly a success to me. Also, having a great wife who understands the demands of being in the hospitality industry, serving others, being on call, being available. That's a success in life, having a partner who understands what you have to do every day to uh, deliver success for others. It's a commitment. And there was a, a gentleman from the Ritz-Carlton who said, hospitality is not for the faint of heart. Uh, you've got to be somebody who really, truly wants to be in this business to serve others. So I've had many accomplishments, many things where I've made mistakes and learned from them. You know, leaders have accomplishments. Leaders have failures. I think D23 was great. Opening up Golden Oak, this home community for Disney and having the skill set that Disney needed from someone who knew the private club industry being able to develop that service model and that service level and delivering it successfully with an extraordinary team. That was also a great accomplishment and Club 33 as well, because, you know, I was, I was pretty much the subject matter expert. Josh Damaro and Thomas Maslam and George Caligridis gave me autonomy. And, you know, I loved it. I love doing that job for the company. And I'm very proud of what we accomplished at those locations. Barry, typically, Rebecca and I will process after the segment is over, but I want to process in front of you and kind of get your reaction to this. There's a recurring theme of, first of all, helping other people succeed. 
But the other thing that I hear is a recurring theme of kind of going above and beyond and doing things that have never been done before and relying on a network of people because you can't do all this stuff alone. You can't pull it off by yourself. You have to have built-in working mm -hmm. relationships yep. in order to do the kind of accomplishments that you've achieved. So what's your reaction to that? Yeah, I would say that, you know, in order for a leader to be successful, you have to have a network of relationships and you've got to build relationships. So that goes back to my comment about you can't lead from behind your desk. So in my various roles that I had with Disney, going back to even resort special activities in 1983, I certainly was responsible for a department, but I was everywhere. I knew every GM, every engineering gentleman or lady. I knew everyone on property so I could pick up the phone and call somebody and say help. So perfect example of that. And it, it translated into my time when I was director of special events. Michael Eisner was hosting the board of directors and key executives, and they all stayed at the Boardwalk Resort. And there was a little mistake made by the designers and the uh, chief architect, Wing Chow. There was no door hook in the bathroom to hang things. So I get a call at 11 o'clock at night from my dear friend, Jody Dreyer. Michael would like for you to figure out how to get every door hook you can from the property and put them on a silver platter, cover the platter and bring it tomorrow morning and have Mickey Mouse deliver this to Wing Chow in front of the board so everybody could get a good laugh. Now this is 11 o'clock at night. I knew exactly who to call. So, you know, there's a duty manager on overnight for engineering at Walt Disney World. I called the gentleman and I said, hey, it's Barry Jacobson. I'm working on this. I need your help. Again, never being demanding. You always just got to say, look, I got to accomplish something. I need your help. So he uh, went to the warehouse and started finding hooks from everywhere. I think he found about 40 different hooks. In the meantime, I called my partner who was working on the project with me from entertainment. I said, I need Mickey Mouse at 8 a.m. You know, Mickey's a very busy guy because, you know, he has to open up the Magic Kingdom at 8.30. So I only had a short window to get that Mickey to show up. And there was Mickey that morning presenting with Michael Eisner the joke on a guy named Wing Chow, who, again, is another Disney legend. So without having an, a network, with not knowing who to call. Yes, you're right, JB. For me, relationships are key. And I was fortunate to make relationships all over the world, whether it's Hong Kong, Tokyo or Paris or even when we would do, would do a shareholders meeting in various cities around the country. You know, my responsibility was to be the advanced person and start building relationship with those hotels and transportation companies and restaurants and making them understand that we need flawless execution. Not demanding it, but letting them know what our expectations were up front and holding them accountable for that and uh, treating them really nicely. It's going back to a, something I said earlier. No manager is all-knowing. You couldn't possibly know all the intricacies of the Walt Disney uh, World Resort or the Walt Disney Company. But my job was building relationships, working through others to deliver on excellence. Uh, I didn't do it myself, believe me. But key to all that was relationship building and, and knowing the right partners to call at the right time. Well, I, I was going to offer this. Mm -hmm. Your accomplishment is everything that you just mentioned, but it's also the reputation for being a problem solver. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I would say is that I have been challenged many times in my career to deliver something that is out of the ordinary. And the story about the door hooks is one, but there are many others. And again, it goes back to knowing 
the right people to call at the right time. And sometimes you have to be reactive. So opening of uh, Disneyland Paris, the second park, the studio park, comes into the lounge and there was not someone there to fix him a martini. Uh, he was in the mood for one. And guess who jumped behind the bar and shook him a dirty martini and presented it to him? That was me. So it's not, oh, let me go find somebody. That's how you have to be. Take care of things. Leaders have to think on your feet. You got to be a problem solver. You got to make things happen. I got other stories too. I mean, you know. Yeah, we want to hear them. Yes. Tell them. Convention services. We open up the Grand Floridian Convention Center. Top client from NBC, guy by the name of Bill Wolf. It's the first time we do an event out on the lawn between the Grand Floridian and Building 5. It's the one closest to the convention center. It's a beautiful view of the castle. 300 people are supposed to have a beautiful breakfast there early one morning in April. Well, guess what? We wake up, we go to set up the event, and the grass is soaked from overnight moisture from the humidity in lovely Florida. So George Calagritis looks at me. I look at him. I said, we got to dry the grass. So we marshaled lifeguards, housekeepers. We grabbed pool towels. And we we're out there on our hands and knees drying the grass so the banquet team could set up. We brought out the landscaping team to blow the grass with their leaf blowers. And we delivered that event for those NBC conference attendees. Last story for you, JB, because you're going to love this one. Opening of Tokyo Disneyland. We're staying at the island Shangri-La. What a resort. I mean, beautiful hotel. The service in Asia is off the charts. So at about 9.30 that morning, it was requested that I needed to create a picnic lunch for Jane Eisner, Stanley Gold's wife, others that were going on a shopping excursion. We're going to put it in the car. So I go to my wonderful friends there. I need a picnic and I explain small sandwiches, salads, etc. So they brought this beautiful hamper out. I mean, exquisite picnic basket full of all these wonderful finger sandwiches and salads, but it had to be loaded in the car. And guess what was missing? Ice. Hmm. They were going on an hour drive in Tokyo in a trunk of a car and it was hot. So I'm like, uh Oh, I'm going to give salmonella to all these individuals going shopping. So I grabbed a chase car because there was always a second car. And I said, follow that car. So when they peeled in, to uh, stop at their first location. It was about 45 minutes later. I went next door and again, Lucky Berry, there's a Starbucks. I go to the Starbucks, I take out my corporate card. I said, I need everything in your case here. The guy looks at me, I go, no, no, I have to buy everything. And I need two bags of ice. I took everything that was in that hamper, threw it away because I didn't want to embarrass my friends back at the island Shangri-La replaced it, took all the Starbucks wrappers off, put it in to the trunk with the bags of ice, closed the trunk while they were shopping. They came out. I went back to the resort. Jane Eisner shows up in the front of the hotel. She goes, Barry, that lunch was fabulous. And she clapped her hands. And I said, well, glad you enjoyed it, Jane. They never knew that you swapped it. Never knew I swapped it. Nobody knew a thing. And that's how you have to think in this business. Make it happen. Okay, Rebecca, Barry Jacobson's greatest accomplishment and his definition of success. What do you think? Okay, 
Barry gave us a nugget that I think we should really pay attention to. And it's when he said, I need your help. People like to help people. They don't like to be told what to do. So Barry could have easily, with the position that he held, demanded door hooks. Give me door hooks now. He could have easily done that based on his position. He could have easily name dropped because Michael Eisner said, Michael Eisner said, we need door hooks. We need door hooks now. He could have done that and people would have jumped, but he didn't. He said, I need your help. So the big lesson there is on how you get things done as a leader and how you do it matters. Wow. I love that. Don't go around demanding people and saying, I'm your boss. Do as I say. It's like, right. I have this problem. Please help me with it. And, and they'll get excited about helping you succeed. Yep. People want to help. They don't want to be told what to do. Okay, JB. On that note, I don't want to tell you what to do, but can you give me a reflection on what you thought about Barry? Are you saying that you need my help? I absolutely need your help to do this segment. I will oblige you. <laughs> What's your takeaway? I can sum it up very quickly. Barry said two things that I want to call attention to, and they're very simple. Relationship building and problem solving. And my takeaway is you bring these two things together and build a reputation around relationship building and problem solving and opportunities will open up for you like crazy as a leader and just as a professional. Mm -hmm. Our guest is Barry Jacobson. And when we come back, we'll hear about his greatest adversity and what he learned from it. And those recurring themes of ambition and perseverance are gonna come back into the story. So stay with us. Welcome back to Leadership Life Stories. I'm Rebecca Morgan, my co-host is JB Adams, and our guest is Barry Jacobson, former Disney executive, as well as current owner of Barry Jacobson Consulting and premium service design expert. This segment is called The Greatest Adversity, and it's where we acknowledge that leaders are human and that each of us has challenges to face. The next voice you will hear is Barry Jacobson describing his greatest adversity. I think my greatest adversity was always wanting to be successful and always wanting to continue to grow in the organization while I was at Disney. And so I go back to my word perseverance when uh, my first role that I really wanted was resort special activities and working with all our VIPs. I interviewed two times and didn't get the job, but I got it on the third time when someone left. So. I think it's understanding other individuals who don't see where you want to be or don't come and help you achieve your goals. There was a position that I really wanted in my career. It was the general manager of Coronado Springs Resort. Sorry, Barry, where were you at at the time? I was the director of special events. So I had a great job. I had a great role as, as director of special events, but I really wanted to get back into resort operations and I loved working in hotels. And this position came open at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort as the GM, brand new convention center. I'd come from convention services. I worked in resort operations for 15 years. So I knew front desk, guest services, bell services. I felt like I was infinitely qualified. And, um, you know, I told my leader at the time, gosh, I would really like for you to put my name in the hat for that role. And she said, nope, you'll never get that role. You're not a leader. So when my leader said that I wouldn't be considered for that role, I was kind of shocked. I went down to my room 
because I said we were doing an event up at uh, Florida State University. And I looked in the mirror and I said, wow, my leader doesn't see me as a leader. And quite honestly, I'm an emotional guy. I almost, you know, started crying. But then I went back to the recesses of my mind and I said, that's not true. No, you know who you are, you know, like Mufasa, right? I had to remind myself that I had a skill set that I thought, again, was being able to be a solid leader. And I had to learn, I, uh, you know, that person didn't see me at that moment in time as someone she could recommend for that role. And I said, you know what, maybe it's not the job for me at this time. And I kept doing my job, creating great events around the world. So I had to um, figure out, okay, what's my next step? So, you know, one of my next steps was go back to school. And uh, I went back to get my master's degree because I said, okay, I'm going to prove that I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to try to get other things in my life. And, you know, I'll do anything it takes to deliver and also to continue to prove to myself and yes, prove to others that I can do any task you put in front of me. So that goes to my ambitious nature, as you called it, JB. And I would say that the master's degree told me to benchmark other companies and learn from other companies, best practices. And then one day I got a call and went to work as the vice president of special events for the Dallas Cowboys, a dream come true, working for a sports team, doing the Super Bowl. So everything happens for a reason. Everything works out. And then to be called back to Walt Disney World because someone knew your skill set would align perfectly with helping to initialize Golden Oak and then later on Club 33. You know, it's a fairy tale story. And uh, so I'm very happy with that. Well, I have an observation that I want you to respond to. Some of our listeners may not understand how the corporate world works. And what I hear from your story is you're in a corporation, you want to find your next opportunity, you kind of want to move ahead, and you apply and you apply. And then you see other people get hired in those roles. And it's inevitable that at some point in time, you will ask, what do they have that I don't have? And it could be jealousy, it could be insecurity, but it's also being human to feel those things. Yes. And, you know, I, as, as I said early on, I'm, I have a lot of openness and uh, there are things that I know that I'm not very good at, but there are things I know that I, I have certain skills that are needed at a certain time. And so, you know, you got to persevere, go back to that word. You got to pick your battles. You have to know when the opportunity strikes, go for it. When I was a young leader and, you know, this is the advice I would give to anyone starting out, raise your hand, look for opportunities. You know, when I was a lifeguard and they needed help in housekeeping when it was raining outside, I went and made beds. When they needed people to go down and help and do dish up at the Luau at the Polynesian, I went down there and did it. At Fort Wilderness, the same thing. You needed help at Pop's Place at River Country, I was there. But, you know, I, I think you, you have to continue to know that people see you differently. And, you know, my leader at the time saw me and thought that I wasn't ready to take on that challenge. But, you know, later on in life, you put all your bag of tricks together and the president of Walt Disney World calls you while you're hanging out in Dallas and says, hey, I got this thing called Golden Oak. I think you'd be great at it. Would you be willing to come back to the company? And I think I called him back 15 minutes later and said, 
when do you want me? What time do I need to start? And it, it was because that individual knew my skill set and you know they knew what I was good at. And so I don't profess to be great at everything, but I know that I can lead people to deliver excellence. Okay, JB, what'd you think about what Barry shared about his greatest adversity? This is what got my attention. Barry showed great courage in saying something out loud that we're all thinking. So every single one of us has faced disappointment in our lives and in our careers. And I'm just going to say it, it sucks when you have your heart set on that amazing thing and you don't get it. Because inside your head, you are thinking, what do those people have that I don't have? But what he points out to us is you can't let that slow you down. Ambitious people in particular regularly encounter disappointment. So keep that in mind. If you're ambitious, you're going to encounter disappointment more often than other people because you have high standards, you have high expectations for yourself. So celebrate that. You are someone who wants to achieve something and you just have to keep pushing through it and, and use the advice that Barry gave us, which was, of course, to persevere. What did you think, Rebecca? You know, I agree. My takeaway was keep showing up. Know what you're good at and just keep learning and growing. And remember that everyone has an opinion and people see you differently. So don't let one person's feedback and comments set you back. You know, this episode with Barry is all about perseverance and yes, use that as the guide and keep going keep pushing through learning and growing developing yourself and doing what you're good at it's going to pay off our guest is barry jacobson and when we come back we're going to hear his best advice for leaders so please stay with us Welcome back to Leadership Life Stories. I'm Rebecca Morgan. My co-host is JB Adams and our guest is Barry Jacobson, former Disney leader in resort operations and corporate events and current leader at Barry Jacobson Consulting. Okay, Barry, you left Disney in 2019. Tell us what you're up to now. So now I'm uh, operating Barry Jacobson Consulting where I help other corporations and organizations build a culture of excellence. And I help them do that through leadership, employee engagement and quality service. And I'm able to share my knowledge and it's fun working with other organizations and seeing the light bulb go on when you explain to them how important a culture is to delivering operational excellence and the bottom line. You know, my passion truly is helping others to deliver an excellent experience. I have this equation and, and I'd like to say it's close to what Walt Disney said or early Disney training. My equation says people plus purpose plus place plus pride equals profit. So I think, you know, many businesses start and say, gee, I wanna make money, but it really starts with hiring the right people, having those people understand that they have a common purpose to come to work. It's creating an extraordinary place, whether it's clean, there's quality in the deliverable, the food, the experience in a hospital. The place has to be pristine. Uh, and then pride. Come to work and take pride in everything you do. And train people to feel empowered to understand what pride is. Never let something go out of your restaurant that isn't 100% perfect. 
never deal with a patient and say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. All of us have been to many places that forget it all starts with great people. It starts with a, why do you come to work? What's your purpose? What's your common purpose? What's your place look like? What's your quality every single day? And do you take pride in everything you do? Then you'll get the profit. So people plus purpose plus place plus pride, a lot of P's equals profit. That's excellent. Barry, we're about to wrap up our time together. We have two more questions for you. The first one is this. When you think back to the young Barry, like the young Barry who had to cut off his hair to get a job, the young Barry who was exposed to so many influences and opportunities as a young man, but was ambitious and wanted more, what advice would you give to that young man now? I would say do more listening absorb more before you speak listen to your inner self and don't take on so much that you may make a mistake but also be humble uh you know there were people in my career who thought i was not humble but i was always in a position where i was doing someone else's work presenting the needs of people that were at the highest levels. It wasn't what I wanted, but I was always in the mix of, oh, there's Michael Eisner's guy, or, you know, he works with Bob Iger. No, that's not what it was. I think, you know, as a younger self, I think listening, absorbing more knowledge, making sure that you check yourself every time before you say something, and then being humble. I think those four things I would tell younger people. And then the the only other thing, and, and I, I think it's a very good philosophy for people that are starting out today, and I did this, always ask for opportunities. Raise your hand. Yes, I'll do the resort games every year. I'll lead that effort, or I'll do United Way, or I'll do the Junior Achievement Bowlathon. You begin to build a reputation as a doer and not somebody who's just maintaining mm -hmm. the status quo. Be a disruptor. Look at Iger, look at Eisner, look at Walt. They were disruptors in everything they did and they're driving extraordinary results. Okay, Barry, we're about to wrap up our time. I wish it wasn't so, my gosh, but as you think about what brought all of us together, this examination of Disney leadership on the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, what would you like to share with our listeners? I would share that the Walt Disney Company is one of the greatest companies in the world. I think Disney does it right. I've worked for other companies that are missing some of those basic pieces of understanding why you come to work every day and that deliverable. I am wishing the happiest 50th birthday to Walt Disney World. I would love to know that I played a small part in many aspects of doing my job every single day so the company could get to 50 years. You know, everything from being a lifeguard to my last role in Golden Oak and all the fun along the way and all the craziness, helping to be a part of opening up so many places. I played a little small part and I feel good about everything that happens at Disney and everything that I was able to do while I was there. Barry Jacobson, thank you so much for joining us on Leadership Life Stories and sharing your story. Thanks so much, Rebecca and JB. Okay, thank thanks you. sharing for us.
All right, Rebecca, let's reflect on what Barry Jacobson said uh, about advice to leaders. What did you think? Well, I think Barry really gets it. And he gave us the, the, the magic formula, right? A lot of times we start businesses and we think we're here to make money. And yes, that is true. We all want to make money. Who wants to start a business and not make money? However, it's how you do it that matters. And as he shared, it's about people. It's hiring them. It's training them. It's coaching them. It's developing them. It's about having purpose. And it's about creating that sense of place, that environment. All of those will lead up to profit. But we don't start with profit. How about you, Jibby? Yeah, really cool. The main thing that Barry said that got my attention was his use of the word pride. And in this interview, you could see it in his face. You could hear it in his voice. There was a tremendous amount of pride that he had for his Disney career. And so as Walt Disney World celebrates its 50th anniversary, I think about all of us who have contributed to this milestone and all of us have a lot to be proud of. So I want to thank Barry Jacobson for reminding all of us of that. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. And with that, I would like to say, Rebecca Morgan. JB Adams. Thank you for being my co-host on Leadership Life Stories. I never stop learning new things from you. I think you're awesome. And I couldn't do it without you. Thank you, JB. It's a lot of fun. This brings us to the end of part two of a two-part interview with Barry Jacobson. In our next episode, we'll be back again with another leader. Could be a Disney leader, could be a non-Disney leader, but either way, we'll be back. So please join us. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with another episode. You can find Leadership Life Stories and all other Victor Media Group podcasts at victormediagroup.co. Leadership Life Stories was created by J.B. Adams and executive produced by Gerard Mitchell. Today's episode was co-hosted by Rebecca Morgan and J.B. Adams. Sound design by Michael Orlowski. Mixing and editing by Manny Simone. It's the mission of Victor Media Group to make the world a better place by making ourselves better people. If you like this show, follow us at Victor Media Group on your favorite social media platform. This is JB Adams, and until next time, remember, if you can dream it, you can do it.